Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Eric Bischoff here. And have you heard about Strictly Business? Strictly Business is a brand new weekly series exclusively on adfreeshows.com. Join me and my co-host, John Alba, every Tuesday as we take a deep dive into the business of the professional wrestling business. And this is some straight-up business talk here. No fanboy nonsense. We discuss television contracts, advertising, licensing, and, of course, the highly debated ratings. So if you want an unfiltered, brutally honest, anti-fanboy understanding of the professional wrestling industry, well, Strictly Business is the series for you. And hey, if Elon Musk likes my tweets, and he did, you're going to love Strictly Business. Sign up now and listen at adfreeshows.com. Do you love wrestling podcasts, but hate all the ads? Well, you can get all the great podcasts early and ad-free at adfreeshows.com. It only starts at nine bucks a month, but you get exclusive series at adfreeshows.com, like Title Chase, Eric Fires Back, Conversations with Conrad, and tons more, and a chance to interact with your favorite podcast hosts every month. See for yourself why thousands of other wrestling fans say adfreeshows.com is the best value in wrestling. Adfreeshows.com. Get the house you want with the payment you want at buywithconrad.com. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this at buywithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. The first step to buying a house is buywithconrad.com. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to my world with good old Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Jeff, how are you, man? Oh, Conrad Thompson. How are we doing on a beautiful, beautiful spring, May, Monday, shall I say? Drop tomorrow uh, to the feed. Ad-free family gets it tonight, hopefully. All things, if we don't get too granular and long-winded, but 
Conrad, the last couple of weeks, uh, you know what's really going on, but I'm going to be diplomatically and not share till this time, but a couple of different network deals and specials working on Mexico trip, PAX East with Russell Quest and Shoes Baseball. And today's episode is our one-year anniversary. So happy anniversary, Mr. Thompson. I am very, very grateful that you uh, finally conned me into this gig. No, kidding. Seriously, Conrad, it's our year. It's our anniversary. Happy anniversary married, to you, man. We've been married a year. It's working out, too. I'm having a lot of fun, and I think you are, too. <laughs> I am, bud. I, I, all kidding aside, I'm, I'm having a blast. And um, Before we talk about this week and what all's going on, because I know there's a lot to talk about, and I do want to say our topic today, Fox Sports Network, this was actually one of the very first shows I brought up to you that I wanted to do because mm-hmm. I was so fascinated in following this story and your promotion so closely that I can't wait for this to be almost like a throwback episode for us. When we were first talking about creating TNA, I think this is going to be really, really good stuff. But before we get into that and we talk about all your weekend shenanigans, I want to talk about last week's episode because man, we got a lot of great feedback from a lot of folks. You know, some are just listeners who maybe you and I haven't had the pleasure of meeting yet, but we also heard from a lot of people that we both know in real life and even some people who are on our team who told us how valuable the information that we shared last week was. Of course, we're talking about the episode that we called and we, we sort of asked each other, what do we call this when we finished? Uh, and and we landed on from hell to the hall of fame. And it turns out, man, there's a whole lot of folks who are listening to this, who either they themselves are struggling or they have someone in their family who is, I think we helped some people last week, dude. I really do. I knew you. Well, I, I didn't know. I, I was uh, going off the last 48 hours and still kind of all in a lot of ways that adrenaline rush. But if you take me back a week, you know, uh, yes, we received, I received, I forwarded you a few, you forwarded me a few emails and texts and, um, it, there's just something about sharing a story and someone goes, Hmm. I can relate to that. Yeah. I, 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 I have, I have walked down that maybe, maybe dark, uh, path, or I'm in that dark path or I have a family member or a friend in that dark path. And there's just something about that. Um, but, uh, yes. Uh, and I thought our, our social media team, um, treated the, the, I guess you could say the discussion with a lot of respect. Uh, and so, yes, um, at the end of the day, we can't live life alone. And if that's the message that, that, uh, that, um, that hopefully gets out, we, ju- I, I can't, I can't, so I can't speak for anybody else, but, uh, I, I, I believe very strongly can't live life alone. And we're all on, all in this, uh, box of space and time together. So, uh, and, let's do this thing together and, and we're not getting out of it alive. So let's make the most of our time together. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend it, especially if you've got someone in your life who maybe is uh, is struggling with addiction or alcoholism or what have you. Uh, it was a fantastic episode, a story about perseverance and a positive mental attitude and, and overcoming. And I just, uh, I think you should go out of your way to see it. It's more than just a regular wrestling podcast. And, And don't get me wrong. We talked a lot of you know, some grab ass moments in there that were fun, but 
by and large, it was a human story more so than a wrestling story. And today we're going to talk about business, but before we do, Conrad, uh, can you do me a favor as just, this just dropped into my, my brain as I got to turn my phone off. Will you do me a favor? Mm -hmm. Don't bring up one poem today. Not one. No problem. No poems today. <laughs> Mighty. I knew I'd get you on that last week, but you know, it feels like you had your fun over the weekend. I saw, uh, mm. your baseball venture shoes. Baseball actually has like, uh, uh, an NWO motif. I saw what's up with that. The lucky horseshoes. And so, uh, Jamie Till, my partner and the whole executive team and ownership and Lord, just about everybody. They're really engaged. I mean, the full promotion schedules out, the King Jerry Lawler is going to be there. Road Dog's going to be there. Kevin Nash, different nights. Um, everyone's favorite NWA world champ, Mike Cardona. We've got all kinds of special promotions, but so there is a, uh, I guess you could say a, a, a vibe of uh, professional wrestling sports entertainment. And we're called the lucky horseshoes, but um, uh, obviously uh, like I said, internally, there is a, a big wrestling uh, contingent fan and they have come up with a cool design. It's, Obviously there's a takeoff on so many years and our shout out to our friend, uh, and, 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 and broadcast partner, podcast partner, Eric Bischoff. But, uh, we have a SWO shirt, not an NWO show, but a SWO shoe world order. Anyway, it's fun. Cheese sauce dripping from it. It's a cool little shirt out there. Check it out if you haven't already, but also be sure to check out, I guess you tried to incite another riot. What were you doing in Mexico this past oh, Conrad, weekend? Don't start. I mean. Seriously, Conrad, Saturday night, sat, let me just say, not just Saturday night, the, this past Mexico trip down to Monterey, I, I guess just, and I won't get granular on this or long-winded, but man, Saturday night, Monterey, Mexico, triple mania 30. Uh, it's one of three this year. They're going to have one. They had one Saturday. They're having one in middle of June in Tijuana. And then they're having the, the, the final one in Mexico city, which has traditionally been for many, many years in Mexico city and sometimes August, September, October. But I walked into a, um, it was at a baseball stadium, Monterey baseball stadium. I walked into the stadium Saturday night and just imagine to give it kind of uh, some um, depth here. If Hulk Hogan, macho man, Stone Cold, The Rock, I mean, a who's who of 80s legends, 90s legend, 2000 legends, 2010 legends. I mean, the card I've never seen under one roof as many superstars as Saturday Night have. I mean, at Connect, Sin Caras, obviously Conan leading the charge there, but I mean, I could go on and on and on. It was really a star studded event. And I mean, I could go on and on Viano, uh, who I knew from WCW days. I got to do a, a segment with him way back when, but no, I mean, I literally star after star, after star, after star, after star, uh, was there. And, um, that's the fun side. Uh, and then, um, you know, Latins and Mexicans and the, the whole culture of Lucha Libre likes a lot of drama, Conrad, in so many different ways. Um, you know, I've been known to throw out tortillas down there. You know, Conrad is sort of walking to the ring and toss one here and there. And as they call it, maybe in the modern era, generate heel heat. Back in the day, it's called getting heat. People don't like that down there, Conrad, at all. <laughs> like at all. 
uh, and I, th- this has already been reported online. The, the commission who comes in and their boxing wrestling commission. And, uh, I think they like boxers more than they do the wrestling crowd, uh, for whatever reason, I think they're, think they're above it, but, uh, they came up to me and ID and do all this. And we had taken the COVID test and all that kind of stuff. And they looked down at my bag and saw the tortillas and, uh, <laughs> folks, if you're watching, uh, if you're not watching this, the YouTube Conrad just kind of just smirked right there. He's well, like, I mean, what are we? Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> anyway, long story short, Conrad, they confiscated, not a gun, not a knife, not brass knucks, maybe not even a chain a la Jerry Lawler. They confiscated my tortillas. And I looked at the guy and I said, y'all are kidding. He goes, no, 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 no. It's, it's better. I'm like, you, you're really taking it. Yes. They took my tortillas out of my bag. I just like, really guys. And then it wasn't over. <laughs> it wasn't over. Anyway, uh, Latin lover who um, we had a feud back in 2004 and five, and he won uh, Conrad. Bill, he, uh, this is where it's just a different culture. He big star for AAA. He won, I think, three seasons of their version of Dancing with the Stars. And then he went off and got into movies and TV shows and dance shows couple of years ago, Conrad, he was in a movie that won an Oscar. I think it's uh, Roma, a uh, really, really big picture. So megastar, he made his return in Monterey. Um, if you can sort of see on my, above my right eye, he clocked me pretty good. Uh, but I'll just say this, and it hadn't been reported online. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. It's kind of, they're trying to, trying to sort of uh, control the, uh, the message go out. So we had a good little brouhaha in the ring and, People were cussing at us and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, he left the uh, arena in a in a uh, ambulance, pal. That has not been reported. I hope he's well, okay. No, no, you don't. No, we don't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll have no. to. I'll have and to. then they escorted us out. The guy told me when we came through the segment, "Hey, we're going to get you on out of here." And I said, "Yeah." And I went and showered and came back. And he goes, "No, we're really leaving." I'm like, "Okay." So, Conrad, I've got to take you to Mexico for a little Lucha Libre wrestling one day. You know, I had some calls last week. I think that's going to happen sooner rather than later, if I had to guess. Really? Yeah. You care to share? Nope. I got nothing to share today, but you normally get uh, upset with me when I don't let you plug 19 things. We got baseball. We got Mexican. Re- oh, we got to talk about video games. What's going on with WrestleQuest? I'd say I just WrestleQuest. It won three awards at PAX East and you're in the game, pal. So you should be happy about that. Of course. That's cool, man. I've never been in a video game. You don't like when we sort of chatter or you like to get right to the subject, don't you? No, I just, I don't want to get in trouble. And sometimes I get in trouble when I forget to mention something. No, you you just kind of took a dig. Oh, the other thing, you know, what was so bizarre, Conrad, the, the, the Mexican whole arena, they're crazy loud and chants and. They sometimes they call Karen brouhaha. That's witch, and they say some things that I don't want to repeat on here in English or Spanish. But they were they 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 were. It, at one time it was deafening, Conrad. Cuatro caballero, cuatro caballero, cuatro. And I'm like, what the heck is? They were not on? chanting for horsemen. No, yes, they, they were. No, they weren't. Yes, they were. Why, why, why would you even make that up? That's not even believable. You know, you can get past some stuff on here when you make up just bullshit. Oh, right? Conrad, I had to have a little funny. At That's least. not even believable. 
Hey, so let got me it. ask, are you saying if I go to one of these shows, I can, I can call you and Karen real bad names and y'all would like be cool with it. Absolutely. Well, I'm in. Absolutely. I, Come on down. I want to make eye contact when I do it too. So you have to wonder, damn, is that, that sounds like that's good. Just bring it on pal. Okay. Uh, it was at baseball stadium Saturday in, in June. It's at a uh, soccer or football uh, stadium. Football. Uh, well, yes. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to it. I, uh, I don't know which one I'm going to, but I know I'm going for something. So good. Have fun. Um, I guess we should probably give a plug too, before we keep going. What's that? Quattro Caballero. Somebody, uh, a friend of ours, friend of mine, somebody a little more close than a friend to you where it is. They're going to be in the special Olympics this weekend. We're pulling for them. Darn right. Friday morning, brother. We're going to be struck. He's got his walkout music, his entrance music. He's looking for, uh, entrance gear, cape, robe, tights, boots, who knows gloves. We have no idea what's going to appear Friday morning. He's got all that lined up for his entrance. (laughs) I can't wait. Music. He's got me. Well, and we bounce around different themes. We, we, we got to figure out, we're not sure what we're going to land on Friday morning, but code dog will be ready. That's for damn sure. What events is he competing in? Do you know? Shot put, um, shot put. He, he changes it up on us. Um, couple of years ago, pre-COVID, he threw a dead gum softball. As they say in the South, a country mile. Yeah. <laughs> I just went. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it was, he was first placed by, I'll say this, multiples. Like wow. Multiple, multiples. Yeah. So we are excited in the Jared household for Cody's big day, uh, Friday, the Special Olympics. If it wasn't my daughter's birthday, I'd have to drive up and be there. I think I'll, I'll be doing something for her, but if I wasn't. Uh, he and I are friends and I've been, I've been well abreast of the countdown exactly how many days, how many hours and how many minutes. So shout out to Cody and, uh, and And good luck for him. He's if there's one person on earth, as it relates to Cody, that'd be scared to death of it'd be Effie. He's going to kick Effie's ass one day. Oh, there ain't no doubt. He goes from loving Effie to hating him. So if I, if I wind him up and say, look, Effie's a punk, he's like, yeah, I'm going to beat it anyway. We have fun. <laughs> well, let's have a little fun today. Uh, and let's talk about Fox sports net. You know, this is our one year anniversary. As I said, at the top of the show with something I want to talk about right away. Of course, if you haven't already, I can't recommend strongly enough that you go listen to our creating TNA series. It's going to talk about the very beginning of the company and how the idea came to be all the trials and tribulations of getting that very first show off the ground. Uh, the whole Jay Hassman fiasco. It's really remarkable, especially when you consider that next month is the 20 year anniversary uh, of TNA becoming a thing. But this is really the Holy grail. Once upon a time, Paul Heyman cut a promo that we got to see as behind the scenes footage from beyond the mat, where he talked about ECW being on pay-per-view was the dance. And certainly for, for them at that moment, that was the big next step. Uh, but. I think everyone very quickly realized, no, the real quote unquote dance is having a national television program. And by the time ECW got one, maybe it was too little too late. Uh, Maybe it just wasn't the right deal, but it certainly did them no favors, but in order to compete, not even to be compete, uh, to be able to compete, but just to be, I don't want to say relevant, but to be a serious contender, 
boy, you needed free television. That was the, the idea back then. And I think a lot of people believe that to be a deal. Now, I know even just a few years ago when AEW was just an idea, there were lots of naysayers and, um, I don't know folks who had been around the industry for a long time who took a, well, we'll see approach because man, getting a, a TV deal for a wrestling promotion is really considered like the Holy grail of how you level your promotion up. So it's, it's apparent that even though the original idea, at least to me is, well, no, we won't have television. We'll be a television alternative and people will pay 10 bucks a month every Wednesday. And we tried that and maybe it wasn't the blistering success we hoped, but now there's an opportunity maybe to actually have a TV show. When do you and your dad or whoever's involved start to really get serious about, okay, we got to make it run at TV and talk me through that whole process and, and, and how the thought process landed on TV is the next hurdle. Okay. Um, and I'm being serious. I'm trying to think kind of where the diving off point would be. Um, but you've already sort of said the, the formation of TNA and come to some of the early years. So we ran the weekly two hour pay-per-views, I guess a total of two and a half, three years, three and a half to see two, um, Let me me mention this to you. You had already launched explosion on November 27th, 2002. That was on sun sports. So that that was just a, a one hour kind of, I'll call it a clip show that we took show. Uh, you know, it felt like superstars back in the day on Saturday night, Saturday morning. that's That's a good analogy, but, um, to take a giant step back, the weekly two-hour pay-per-view uh, concept, a part of the vision of that, if you will, is that the local cable companies and DirecTV and DISH, which are obviously national satellite feeds, they lost WCW. And when they lost WCW because of the acquisition, they lost a lot of revenue. But, of course, everybody wants to replace that revenue. So how are you going to replace that revenue? Well, this Wednesday night alternative – but if that's going to be a success, you have to promote it to generate this awareness. So, you know, we went through the financial troubles and the Carter stepped in by the grace of God and getting our feeding up under us. And then we brought the next investor to the table who was willing, going to be willing to basically uh, fund the, 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 the promotion moving forward, all the stuff that we've already covered me and my father and, and look Dixie, uh, in the early days and, and just about anybody that will say was in the inner circle, we realized that the local cable companies in Nashville, in Atlanta, in New York, whatever the local cable company, their marketing dollars were shifting constantly. Okay. What's the boxing that we're going to promote? What's the big fight coming up and who's going to be doing this and who's going to be doing that? Oh, so back in those days, a blockbuster mover from Hollywood, you know, maybe six, eight weeks or maybe 90 days, that's going to come on pay-per-view. So they're going to put marketing dollars to that whatever's in the pay-per-view channels. Again, this is 2003, four, five, six different era than it is today. And no, I don't say no social media, but relatively no social media. So the awareness of the product, just the general awareness, what is TNA wrestling? Who is TNA wrestling? Who's on TNA wrestling, you know, was a monumental uphill battle. 
And as you said, the Holy Grail, getting on free TV weekly, day in, day out, changes that game. Obviously, you know, without social media, you you, you got to get free marketing and branding and advertising. So we knew, I'll say at the end of year one, episode 50, 60, 70 in that, I mean, we knew we're like, okay, the pay-per-view companies are not going to do, and I don't say do what they said they were going to do. It, it, it's just to have the marketing staff to stay on top because when we would go to individual markets, San Diego was a good market. Wichita was a good market. Knoxville was a good market. We would see where the buys were coming in for, and then we would say, hey, let's double down. You're seeing a return on your investment. We we run more spots. And little by little, the pay-per-view markets individually were getting on the bandwagon and promoting the product, but it was a slow arduous uphill climb. So we knew, all right, we got to go the TV route. Literally from day one, if we could have gotten on TV, we would have done that. But this is the end of the Attitude Era, and advertisers weren't coming around even for the Vince McMahon product. Uh, you know, they weren't interested in an alternative. It was wrestling was almost a four-letter word. So we had been in the game long enough that we could put together a reel and what the product was about and at least – get meetings with TV people, uh, but it was still a challenge. But we knew, and the answer to your question was, uh, I think, when did you guys start looking at TV? I'd say at the end of year one, we was like, we have to get more exposure. It, into that, we, We've got a good product, but we're kind of a hidden secret in so many ways. Was it a great product? No, but I don't think any wrestling product's perfect. There's always going to be naysayers or critics, but that's part of – the fun of wrestling, but it was a tough uphill battle, uh, getting awareness. And we knew we had to do something, uh, sooner rather than later. So who all did you guys pitch? So gosh, in, in doing the research, reading the research at WGN was in every conversation. Um, why did it not, why did it never happen there? We hear their name all the time with wrestling, but it never gets there never fit their programming model. Maybe I don't want to say conservative, but they can never take that leap and get into event programming outside of the Cubs and the Bulls. I mean, you think about maybe the local WGN, but as far as a national um, leap of faith in getting into live event programming outside of baseball or, or basketball or hockey, on a, no, not even hockey in those days. They just weren't going to do it. But Man, we had conversations um, with them, um, several different syndicators that this is going back way old school, but, you know, syndicators, hey, we can take this. We'll, we'll, but that's, as you know, barter or buy time wasn't a real great solution, especially when you're, you know, WWE is at this time on Spike and, uh, or, you know, it had been on USA for 10 years. It was a cable, we, you know, like, not us, any agent that we talked to in uh, Hollywood. And we never had one. We didn't use an agent, but we talked to many, many, many. And all of them, like wrestling is a is a cable product that needs to be on a cable home. You, you just got to cut through the clutter and kind of stick with it. And uh, your your question was, WGN, oh, man, we could go down a list, uh, I'm, I'm sure, uh, a short list. Um, was it – and also the, the, the network, not this time – was it not UPN CW CW th- those 
we had broad general discussions, Conrad, with many, many folks, but never a hard, yep, let's sit down and talk about this. Uh, the deal you had that you started in, in Lado too on Sun Sports, that's a paid deal or is that a barter deal? Do you recall? Barter, barter, barter. And, you know, like I said, we would take clips and it was on the local. That I say explosion started in Nashville. You, you, got, you got going real fast there. I need you to explain to the audience what, what a barter deal is. Okay. A barter deal is free. We get uh, basically 46 minutes of wrestling content, which means there's 14 minutes left over in the 60 minute block. And the network gets seven minutes to sell, and we would get seven minutes to sell. And we can sell our own product, which would be t shirts or pay per views or whatever it may be. And then they have seven minutes of commercial time to do whatever they want to do with it to, to make their revenue. But it was a barter deal. And we started in Nashville. And the reason in Nashville, Burt Prentice, God rest his soul, he had a time slot in Nashville on the traditional uh, television station. And he's like, hey, I'm not running anymore. We're running the asylum. I'm a part of TNA. Do y'all want my time slot? And we're like, yeah. So we started Explosion. Jeremy Borash and Bill Banks and, 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 and I don't, I would say others, but I, I think it was them that we created clips off the Wednesday night episode, shot some original content, basically as an infomercial to try to drive folks to, um, uh, the, the, the Wednesday, uh, live event at the fairgrounds. That's where explosion started. And then little by little, we got it on different markets outside of Nashville. So talk to me about, um, the relationship with sun sports. Are they at all involved with Fox sports South or Fox sports network? What can you tell us about the relationship? If there is any, and I guess this is a good time to, you know, this brought back a lot of memories on understanding the DNA of the vision of Fox sports, Fox sports, as we know today, uh, FS one, if we want to call it that they basically have a national feed and everybody is watching the same thing, whether you're in California or New York. If you're watching FS1, you're watching the same ball game or the same programming. That didn't used to be that way. They had a cool vision. And I, you know, now, and we'll get to Sinclair and Bally's and how they rebranded and bought it. But their vision was the Atlanta Braves had Fox Sports South. So they aligned themselves with sports major, uh, uh, professional franchises around the country, mainly basketball and baseball, because the NFL was their own deal and some hockey, but basically baseball is 162 games and basketball is 82 games. So over a 12 month period, those are their 10 pole events. They carried every game. And a lot of times the Braves game would be on Fox sports South and also be on TBS TBS or ESPN or whatever it may be but they had the rights and they partnered up. So Fox sports, the national network was made up of 15, 20 regional networks. So you can watch the Braves. If you live in Atlanta and you can watch the Blackhawks or the bulls up in Chicago, they were just broken up. And so getting into the DNA now, sun sports is a, is a Florida only Yep. deal that they weren't aligned, but no, they weren't a part of it. But, but the Fox sports DNA, uh, was a bit challenging from the very beginning, but they were very interested in the, from the very beginning. We should probably also add some context that 
It's rumored at the time that both FSN Fox sports net and spike are in negotiations with the UFC for a weekly show. Of course, eventually we know this will become the ultimate fighter. Uh, if Fox sports net would have landed the ultimate fighter, do you think they still would have done a deal with you guys? Yeah, because of our uh, economics and deal structure, uh, for, for sure. But when you think back on kind of the, the vision of the executive teams of spike and Fox sports and how they saw 15, 18 years ago, live event programming as the most valuable. It's pretty interesting to see how time has gone along. And now obviously Bellator and it's a whole different, you know, way above their, their level, but yeah, it it would, yeah, they, they were going to be interested, but uh, again, Fox sports network made up of 15, 20 regional networks, but their vision and then their flagship show best damn sports show period. Anyway, man, it's a whole different era that we're talking in today. It's you can't even compare it to today's social media and digital and YouTube and streaming and Peacock and Hulu and all that kind of stuff. It was really the transition from cable to, uh, gosh, in so many ways. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good topic where we're diving into, if you will, cause it's integral to the story of TNA. March 6th, the torch reports for the first time that he's heard hints of negotiations between TNA and Fox Sportsnet. Now that's when Wade first reports it. When do you think the the talks actually began? <clears throat> show's going to show's going to debut in June. Wade not, writes not, about it in March. I mean, I, I would say I'd have to really look and okay. We've talked about it on the show. When me and my father brought the potential new investors to the table, it, it kind of changed the dynamic and the momentum. Okay. We don't want this investor. We don't want them at all. We don't even want a little help. So then we're going to forward face this way is all right. It's time to make moves. What is that move? All right, let's go to work. We didn't, you know, again, I, I, I answered to the Carters. And so, you know, it was pretty unanimous. Our, our next move needs to, we need to get on TV. All right. If, 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 if we can't sell our product, we need to buy our way on. It's a, it's a step in the right direction to create that awareness. How are we going to do it? But uh, your the answer to your question is that's probably pretty accurate. Cause once Fox sports knew that we were interested, it wasn't hard to pay for that deal. <laughs> so it's referenced here in the newsletter that the product is going to need to be toned down and Dutchman Dutch Mantel, who's uh, helping book at the time is the guy who's going to be tasked with telling the talent. Uh, quote, this is directly from the torch. The wrestlers were under the impression that executives from a potential network, uh, were going to be watching the show and had made it clear to Panda that they were only interested in a clean product. So this does make sense that boy, if we're trying to lock this deal down, we need to make sure that we're putting on the type of show that, well, they'd be interested in. Do you remember them? expressing concern about the risque content that maybe you had done, or maybe they had just seen back in the day in the attitude era, or just how was that conveyed to you guys is what I'm driving at. We took the initiative. It was a absolute no brainer. We knew why we weren't even getting in 2002 and 2003. We're, 
why we weren't getting even a return phone call. It, I mean, any agent that we talked to is like, hey, wrestling's a four-letter word. That you have to remember in the executive world, Jamie Kellner or whoever you want to, you know, ultimately, they had a show that was the number one show, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but number one or two on TBS and TNT. They had that. Yeah. And they canceled it. So it wasn't even a conversation starter. So we knew to get on TV, even in a paid position, that we had to be squeaky clean, uh, create an alternative, and show them what the alternative was without using language, which was, I don't want to say a 180 from what we were producing because it wasn't that. But on pay-per-view, we knew we weren't censored under any imaginable thing other than ourselves, really the pay-per-view industry. Now we had begun to get an India deal, but we knew we could edit out anything we had. We were getting small international deals, but we self-governed ourselves immediately when the Carter said, let's go get on TV. So how does the, how does the talent take that? You know, I'm sure some of these guys were, were loving the idea of being able to sort of, I don't know, color outside the line, so to speak. But now we're telling them, well, we can't really do that. We got to do this or that. I'm sure a handful of the veterans or probably most of the veterans really get excited about that because they think, well, shit, here comes some more money. I'm for that. Uh, whereas I just imagine there's some younger talent who might say, oh man, but I really wanted to X, Y, Z. Did you have any of that pushback at all? See, and this is where, where we're at in the story of TNA is we were one day a week, right? Pay off for the guys. That's a good and a bad thing. But, but at the end of the day, we had long gone past for the most part, if you'd been with us more than 90 days, they're like, okay, they had met sort of the infrastructure and okay. It looks like these guys are going to be around. I mean, they, they weren't supposed to be here the following Wednesday and they were, and that went on about a year or a year and a half or two years. And they're like, okay, they're sticking around And the talk of TV. Okay. This is a consistent payoff. And I'm talking about a small group of 15, 20 guys that were on every or most Wednesday night shows. But when, you know, Dutch had had a good rapport with talent, it's not like we tasked him to do it. I'm not saying he volunteered to do it, but he had no problem. He, yeah, I'll, I'll give the guys a talk, but it's not like, he was the only one, whether it was me or whoever was having discussions with talent, the language in the Indo was, it was, it was a no brainer guys. We we're, we're going to TV. We don't know where, but let's make sure that we don't have anything that can lay an egg out there that is going to bring negative, uh, negative attention to the product. I'm just saying, I'd be willing to bet that, uh, old Dutch here is probably pulling his freaking hair out, uh, trying to get ready. Cause now you've got this added pressure. Now I do I have to keep this talent happy. And, and in the meantime, keep making pay-per-views that everybody's going to want to buy. But at the same time, I got to start thinking about, you know, this television, how do I format it? Who do I put out front? Uh, as I said, I'm sure he's pulling his hair out. And re- the reality is two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 35, maybe faster than that. If they're in the wrestling business. Uh, more than 50 million men here in the U S suffer from male pattern baldness. And that's why we recommend keeps because there are only two FDA approved medications that can prevent hair loss. Keeps has both, you know, what else they have more five-star reviews than any of their competitors. Seriously. Check it out. Keeps offers a simple, affordable, and stress-free way to keep your hair. 
They've got convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months, meaning you don't even have to leave your home. They've also got 24 seven care and support keeps as a network of medical experts, prescribers, advisors, care specialists. They're all here to help support you and making those hair goals a reality. And it's also low cost too. treatment started just 10 bucks a month and keeps offers generic versions of the two FDA approved medications to prevent hair loss. Now the treatment plans are affordable. How affordable? Well, like half the cost of the pharmacy prices is what you'll typically see. Keeps really does have everything your hair needs delivered straight to your door with discreet packaging and proven results. So remember prevention's key treatments can take four to six months to see results. So act fast. And when it comes time to your hair or it comes to your hair, we want you to save more and spend less. So if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to K E E P S.com slash Jarrett to receive your first month of treatment free. That's K E E P S.com slash Jarrett to get your first month free. That's keeps.com slash Jarrett passion drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance, superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, led headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Jeff, let's talk more about, you know, how we're getting here. Uh, uh, let's talk about the four caballeros that you called me a liar on. Well, you are. It's a known, you're known liar. Uh, on April 10th, it's in the torch that there's a lot of talk of sports, uh, Fox sports net, and it's reference to Rob Feinstein and ring of honor. Uh, for those who don't know, Feinstein used to be a uh, part owner of ring of honor, I guess he originally founded the thing for his tape trading outfit. And unfortunately he made a news report where allegedly they had set him up for an inappropriate meeting and it did not go well. Uh, so it wrecked havoc, wreaked havoc on the ring of honor promotion with their, I don't know, consumer confidence or what have you. And there's a whole bunch of controversy there now. And apparently Fox Sportsnet knows something of it. And maybe once upon a time, they had talent who was working for both ring of honor and TNA. So here's what's written in the torch. After TNA attempted to give wrestlers who also work for ROH an ultimatum to choose between the two promotions, ring of honor and the booker Gabe Sapolsky flew to Nashville last week to talk through some issues with TNA officials. TNA officials had been asking wrestlers who work for them as well as ROH to start turning down ROH bookings 
primarily because TNA feared Fox Sportsnet wouldn't be pleased if TNA wrestlers were also associated with Ring of Honor, given the Rob Feinstein scandal. It's a situation that rival promoters, bigger or smaller, could have tried to use to hurt TNA. TNA officials wanted written proof that Feinstein was no longer associated with the company in any way, so that if the issues were brought back up by FSN, they could provide evidence that they took the steps to be sure Feinstein wasn't associated with ROH anymore. Sapolsky discussed the matter with Jeff Jarrett and Bob Ryder last Wednesday. All indications are that a meeting was re or an agreement was reached that will allow wrestlers to work for both ROH and TNA based on TNA feeling satisfied that ring of honor is no longer associated with Feinstein. So listen, I didn't anticipate when we first had this conversation of, Hey man, let's do Fox sports. Net. we'd be talking about this, but here we are. Uh, what do you remember of this meeting with Gabe, what the concerns were, what you were trying to accomplish the whole deal. And see, this is where I, I don't recall. I recall the Feinstein incident in every shape, form or fashion, but combining the two with the Gabe meeting, I don't recall that at all. I'll tell you what I specifically, I couldn't remember where me and Gabe were sitting in my little office at the asylum and why that we were there is that if we're going on TV and there was, again, we were, I just mentioned, we were one day a week, but we were investing. I'll say more specifically, the Carters were investing a lot of capital. And of course, blood, sweat, and tears from a lot of folks into this brand. And if we didn't have priority over the another talent, independent, yeah. Yeah. Th- then we were kind of putting ourselves out there. And so it wasn't that, Hey, you can't go work for ring of honor because we were on all from one day a week. But with that being said, I know bill Barron's was involved and I know Bob Ryder was involved. I'll say not, they were on the TNA side of maybe doing the due diligence on the Feinstein deal and what happened in the shape, form or fashion and, and maybe giving not only myself, but my father and Dixie and maybe even the Carter, the, the Dallas office, like, okay, here's the real reality of this. This incident happened with Rob. This went down. He's no longer involved. Or help, this help me understand. We're bouncing around real fast here. Dallas wanted to make sure Feinstein was out. I don't know that Dallas was even aware enough to know, does he or need to be in or out? But I think Bob and uh, Bob Ryder and, and uh, Bill Barron's were doing their due diligence to, so they could say, here's the story with, with what's going on with the Feinstein incident. So was anybody asked, I'm just wondering, yeah. cause there's a lot I, written in the torch here as if you guys were concerned that, or maybe Fox had brought it to you, but you're saying you don't remember happening that way, but then you pivoted and said, well, there were guys doing research on it. And I'm just wondering why my recall was Gabe in the priority of bookings. That was what our one-on-one meeting was about. I wanted to make sure AJ, Chris Daniels, there was a list of guys that as far as a per booking date, they were probably working for ring of honor more dates, but we had the outlet of pay-per-view going to TV. Right. And I'm like, where do we sit here? Where, where are we going with that? But the Feinstein incident I'm sure, and I don't know this to be true, but I'm sure either Bob took it on himself or Bill Barron took it on himself to say, Hey, 
we know what happened. We need to do some due diligence. We're going to report back to the Jarrett's and the Carters, kind of the lay of the land. And so how that ended up in, you know, Wade's headline, it's a, it's a probably a much juicier headline, but I don't remember that being a part of, I'll call it a Fox sports. You don't believe Fox sports knew anything about it. You think this is just the guys. I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't. And not at all. Do you remember having a conversation with Gabe or anyone you personally saying, Hey, if we're going to let our guys work on that show, he can't work there. No, that didn't never me and Gabe. I can't say that we didn't, he could probably answer, but I, you know, I don't remember even discussing the incident. I do remember saying, Gabe, I can't look at my financial partners and say, Hey, yeah, we've got AJ styles, but kind of, yeah. They're not going to, they're just, they're going to say, no, we don't want AJ or we don't, we, if we're investing a boatload of money and Jeff, you're investing your career and time. And we got to have some co- talent commitments. That's it. Yeah. it. It was that simple. So let me, let me back up on that too, or, or just add to that. We were a Wednesday night show. Ring of honor was weekends. That's right. There, there wasn't really any conflict. It was, no. let's be real clear that. Gabe, we want our guys working everywhere, but they're, they have to have their priorities to us. And we have to have that in writing because if we're, if we do go to Fox sports and some of these guys are signing maybe a two year deal at the time, like we're going to get on Fox sports and then where we're going, but then we really, really don't have them. Cause that is at the end of the day, the only value that a, that a wrestling company has is the contracts. How was Gabe to deal with easy? I mean, super easy. Uh, here, here's the other note from the torch. Although no announcement has been made and the story has not been verified. Several TNA wrestlers are under the impression the deal with Fox sports is complete. The common belief is the show will air on Sunday nights and that the company would drop the Wednesday pay-per-views in favor of monthly Sunday night pay-per-view events. There's a lot of talk that the deal TNA is negotiating with Fox sports is essentially a 13 week trial period at which the network could choose to opt out if the ratings aren't decent. The first show could air sometime in June. One source says some TNA officials are even outright saying, quote, once we get on Fox sports net and they do that whenever they're discussing future plans, which makes the wrestler believe that it's a matter of when, not if quote, some TNA office workers and wrestlers are hoping that the FSN deal will lead to some major changes in how the show is booked. The feeling is this is that because the show will be tracked by the Nielsen rating system. Management will finally see which wrestlers are the most over and which wrestlers are not. Now that is an interesting thing. I don't think I've ever heard people talk about, but we know as a wrestling fan, who's lived through the Monday night war to now that you guys do get quarter hour ratings and even minute by minute ratings. And you can tell, Hey man, people are changing the channel when this guy comes on positively or negatively. And that's something that didn't exist on pay-per-view. You had to try to sell tickets usually to the exact same group of fans, but your family was familiar with that doing it in Tennessee your whole life. But the main event is usually what drove the thing, at least the conversation online, but you didn't really get any real time feedback. So now potentially with the access of minute by minute ratings, I'm sure a lot of guys who feel like they weren't getting their right shot or they were looked over or when am I going to get my push or what have you. They've got to feel like, well, Hey, here's my chance. Maybe, you know, they'll see what I can do. And I won't have to hope that Dutch likes me this week or whatever. Right. Yes. 
and and here's to really you'll appreciate this, Conrad. Going going to your financial partner. Why do you want to get on TV, Jeff? For awareness. Why is there another reason? Yes, awareness. Okay, is there another reason? Okay, we got to create value in the product. How are you going to do that? All right, we got to make our product a valuable TV product. Pay-per-view numbers come in. It's four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks. You know, it's it's it, it was just a hard uphill battle to accumulate and really create. Okay, what is the value of the product? We think we got a good show, but what is it? We go into Fox Sports because the very first conversation we had, yes, we want it. And and that's the first yes we had. But, okay, here's a price tag. And then when we started talking about on these time slots, you can imagine what I'm thinking. Sunday morning? Uh, you know, and just in and, and Sunday morning, 11 o'clock, but we're going to, you know, that we bounced around. I bet there was... 10 is probably an exaggeration, three or four or five different time slots. But, hey, in this market, you're never going to have Saturday morning because the Yankees have this, uh, whatever. I'm just using different examples. It's very difficult. But when Fox Sports told us it's going to be a time by, but you will absolutely get ratings, and they will be within 48, 24, 72 hours, whatever it may be, then all of a sudden you go, okay, here's a real data assessment point that we're going to be able to create value for our show and know whether what we're doing is right or wrong. And Bob Carter looked at it that way too. Okay. I get it. Awareness going to drive our pay-per-view numbers up. And we knew from the beginning, Wednesday, do we go to once a month, you know, but we're like, all right, we'll, we'll kind of cross that bridge as we roll and navigate through all this. But yeah, it was, it was, we were getting in the ratings game. From day one, which the ratings game is not so much. And I know you referenced the talent. It, it, it really is a, is, is a value. If you have X amount of eyeballs watching your show, then you can sell advertising at X price. It's that simple. Still done to this day that way. So let's talk a little bit about the, the, the way the deal was structured originally. Chat me up because it's going to get discussed here a lot. They're saying it could be Sunday. And then there was other reports that, you know, it might be 11 AM on Sunday. And then others talked about a weekly afternoon slot. The observers all over the place. And they're even quoting a New York post gossip column that talked about this potential deal where they're looking at a June start, but lots of speculation about who, what, when, where, why, when, but they do nail this at this point, the plan is to tape at universal studios in Orlando which would be a deal Jimmy Hart would have helped put together. So before we talk about how we landed in Orlando, what other times or days do you remember being discussed? So again, back to the regional time. Yeah. Uh, the regional sports, uh, mind, m- mindset. So Saturday morning, still going to be a challenge, but Saturday morning was talked about, which we kind of all like, but okay. East coast, West coast, is it going to be, you know, same, same time, you know, you're going to, you know, 10 o'clock on East coast, seven o'clock on West coast. No, it's going to be individual. So Saturday morning, Sunday morning was talked about, but we can't guarantee you. And this is Fox sports talking. We can't guarantee you 52 weeks. So I'll say the gray hair in the room, the old man, you know, my father, but also basically collectively, but he's like, and you, you, Back in the day, we're all moving to Tuesday nights because of the Westminster Dog Show or as of late, 
to modern day. Tony Khan can feel this pain. Oh, Rampage isn't on at 8 Eastern or 7 Eastern. It's on at 6 Eastern or any time slot out of the consistent viewing pattern is pretty much a death notice. I mean, look at, and I know it's in, you know, people will, will, you can get on this, but, you know, going from Fox broadcast to FS1 and the massive amount of drop, and I know it's not available in all the homes, but still, we as uh, human beings, we're creatures of habit in so many more ways. And Conrad, you man in sales, you know that as well as I do. People want consistency. And so that was at the very, very top of not not demands, but but uh, in, in deal points, give us somewhere where you believe we can be on fifty two weeks consecutively. Let me also say, if we're going to buy a year and a commit to a year, a lot of people because you said something about the thirteen weeks. I think we could have bought thirteen weeks at a time, but they couldn't guarantee us the rate. If 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 we would have been on thirteen weeks and said eight weeks in, yeah, we want another 13 weeks, but they would have had somebody come in and say, hey, we're going to buy a fishing show backed by 17 different sponsors that just went on the air. We'd have lost our time slot. So we had to commit to 52 weeks. That was not an easy pill to swallow, so to speak, uh, because of the time buy. But in order to lock the rate in at 52 weeks a year, we had to commit to a year. And, and that's what we did. And Fox sports came back and said Friday afternoons. And that's really where that's, it, it's so to me, you know, as I sit here in 2022, fascinating that back in those days, Friday afternoons, but you know, you see fans today say, I never missed it. I came from school. I DVR'd it. I watched it. Wrestling fans find you. And they did, but Friday afternoons at four Eastern was what they locked in. And it was before baseball came on. And, uh, you know, if you have a Friday night baseball, they obviously it's a Friday evening game. It's not a day game. And Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday had day games, lots of preemptions and before any pre-shows on basketballs. Anyway, Friday afternoons, Conrad, that's how we locked it in. (laughs) Tell me about Jimmy Hart. How, how important to this deal was Jimmy Hart? So refresh my memory. What was the, was it the XWF? Yep. You nailed it. Was that the name of the initials? Yep. So, um, I'd seen tapes of that and they had called me and wanted me to be a part of that. And for whatever reason, it didn't line up. Penzer could probably recall the story, but it didn't line up and they were, they were doing their thing, but the studio and I had worked WCW tapings at Disney and at universal. And so knowing that we needed to get out of Nashville and be in a studio and we're going to invest, how do we make our show look as good as it possibly can? And Orlando, the world's largest tourist attraction with the statistics are staggering about how many people come into Orlando every week and how many people actually come through the gates at Universal studios every day. And, um, the, the flights in and out of there, everything. I mean, it, it amazes, you know, when I, when I think of, I'll say the potential of universal studios and I know AEW, but you can tell that it, it's all, I don't say throw away. That's going to be taken the wrong way, but, but you know, not a lot of promotional or marketing efforts put into to their efforts. We knew 
going in and Jimmy Hart's like, I want to introduce you to, to this person and this person and Pam Warren, who I still talk to very regularly. Um, that, that, that whole machine down there that you can have locals in and create an audience just like we did in Nashville or, you know, where anybody, if you run consistently, as well as the, the park attraction and marketing dollars and the park was going to get behind us. We went down, Jimmy was the introduction for us and he had the introduction based off of, um, his XWF days. And, and years ago before us, Eddie Mansfield had shot some, some content on Universal Studios Orlando backlot. So um, we we thought that would be a optimal place and went down and looked at it and Soundstage 21, the biggest one on the lot. It 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 really was like, man, this is, you know, we built it out and um, it was really exciting times. <laughs> I'll just say that. Those were fun times building th- this part of TNA, sort of building, uh, I'll say the TV show and, you name it, from talent to graphics to marketing to working with the park to Fox Sports, everything that went with it, a lot of fun. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> in what in what manner? Well, Universal Studios or, um, you know, I mean, just any well, deal I mean, points of how the Universal deal happens. Well, okay, getting into that, knowing that we were going to have it, we they, you know, it, they basically give you the four walls, and, and it's a big space. So you have to create your studio and what we did from day one to where we got, you know, year two, year three, year four, year five. It's, I like to look, there was a video piece we did in the studio one time. It just sort of the transition, but no, in those early days, um, we had to get in there and get the bleachers and the ring and we did the set design and all that. But, uh, no, we, we knew that, um, this was going to be the home of the Fox sports net show and how we were going to shoot it and the whole vibe and all that. But I guess we'll get into that in a second as well. So talk to me about, uh, the UFC it's in the torch on the 21st. Jeff Jarrett told UFC officials that the television deal with Fox sports net had been finalized. Jarrett met with UFC officials three weeks ago in Las Vegas at the site of the UFC pay-per-view event. Jarrett pitched the idea of doing an interpromotional angle and some cross promotional opportunities. UFC's Dana White passed on both saying he didn't think it would be a good idea for UFC to get involved with a pro wrestling company. Uh, we know that that's the way Dana feels about it. And I understand that, but what can you tell us about these meetings? This is the first time I remember hearing about them. Oh man, Conrad, that's a good little piece of fiction writing. (laughs) Oh, it didn't happen. So the pay-per-view companies in demand and direct and dish, and I don't know what rep, but, um, they had a, UFC had a big pay-per-view coming up in Vegas. They were like, Hey, uh, if you want to come out, why did we have to be in town or did we fly out for that? I don't recall, but we went out me and Jeremy and maybe a few others. And we were really just the guest of, of UFC and Dana said, hello and exchanged casualties. But I mean, he's literally got an event that night. I'm trying to think was Tito. I don't know who was on the card, but there was nothing to some interpromotional deal they were not early, but yeah, they were kind of early in their rebrand, if you will. But there was no conversation on, we're going to do an interpromotional deal. I mean, we, at this time, we weren't even on Fox sports. I don't recall. We were pay-per-view only. So there wasn't much value for either side to exchange as far as a consistent episodic storytelling format, if you will. 
Meltzer would also, or Wade would also say this. The latest word on the TV schedule is they will take bi-weekly in Orlando for FSN. The latest word is the company will continue to produce weekly pay-per-views on Wednesday nights. Contrary to rumors, they were going to move to a Sunday night schedule. This will be good news for talent that they will be working more dates, thus earning more money. TNA officials have yet to announce the FSN deal, but sources say office workers have been discussing it with friends on the talent roster. And then the observer would say this more details have surfaced regarding the FSN deal. The time, which will be Fridays at 3 PM. Eastern is being purchased by TNA. Although the figure is unknown infomercial time nationally doesn't come cheap. TNA will be responsible for selling the ad time, hoping to recoup some of that weekly expense. Because it is paid programming and the network isn't selling the ads, the ratings aren't as significant in regards to what the network would care about. It's more of a matter of if the ratings are bad or more, if the show doesn't result in a decent increase in pay-per-view buys on Wednesday night, how long is Panda willing to finance this venture? Do you remember the cost is reported in the, in the torch that it was 50 grand a week, uh, is, is what they were looking for for Sunday AM. But it wound up being, um, a different deal because it was Friday. You were saying 30. So it was 30 and, and I know a bunch of different numbers bounced around and look, they didn't know, they didn't know either in so many ways, how we were going to perform, what kind of partner we were going to be at this time. I don't want to say it was only a dollars and cents, but they had to overcome the hurdle of and this is why it's a huge thing when you think back through the years, Fox sports, a, even though, you know, I've said a regional a conglomerate of regionals, they were a sporting network and we're going to put on the four letter word wrestling. It was a huge hurdle. Although it was a time by just to get on there, Conrad was a big win. It had not been done. You know, Vince was the only, only deal in town that, that really, you know, that was there and he had a long, long track record back to Saturday night main event. So us getting on was a big deal and 30 was expensive, but it was, it was under what a national infomercial, uh, obviously Friday afternoon, but still we were under rate quite a bit. Uh, but both sides I'll say were satisfied with the deal for us to, to give it a, a shot. Um, I don't know if your next question is going to be, but, but I, I don't get too far ahead, but we knew from the beginning, how are we going to transition out? Because if we're doing a episodic television show on Thursday to promote the following show pay-per-view on Wednesday, you can't take two at a time. You got to do one at a time. Cause it's just, you, you, that's how we're promoting the pay-per-view or else we you're hearing a bunch of spoilers. That's right. Yeah. 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 Or, you know, we, we do the TV taping, but, but it's, it's, you know, we didn't have to air it, but we were having guys that may be wrestling in hour two on a Thursday that wouldn't air to, it was, it was going to be a difficult, difficult, very difficult to do. So we knew that was going to be a challenge, not just creatively and financially, but, but just the way the row, the oars were rowing at the time. So that was a challenge. Wade referenced that or Dave referenced one of which one of those, but yeah. We, we, we landed quickly that we got a tape every Thursday, but then that was going to be a logistic challenge. And financially very challenging. Cause now you got to have talent in Nashville and in Orlando. 
So that's two sets of flights, two sets of hotels. Uh, and, and now you've got the production crew working more. You got to pay rent at universal studios. There's a lot more to it than just the 30 grand. The 30 grand is, is to get the time. You've still well, got to spend them went out the door to Fox. Yeah. Yes. You've still, <laughs> you've still got to write a check to universal studios and all the talent and all the production. So all of a sudden this went from being something that was pretty easy to figure out, uh, that this is going to be, uh, a one shot a week sort of deal, but then eventually we get the pay-per-view numbers, but this is now a whole new ball of wax, a whole new set of expenses. And it's written at the time that TNA is losing between 30 and 40 grand a week, just running this weekly pay-per-view model. Does that sound right? I, I don't think it was, but it depends on when you're going to split hairs, but Wednesday nights were roughly a hundred grand, probably closer to 80. But I, I always say for round math, because you had some one-time expenses or whatever it may be, but roughly a hundred grand a week. So, you know, 5.2 million investment. If $0 came through, if zeros dollars came through. So you, you can do the math there. Well, I'm trying to ask, do you think you guys were losing 30 grand a week? So the idea being you got a hundred going out, you got amortized. So that's saying that's probably, gosh, quick math. Let me ask an easier question. You're losing money. You're not making money, right? Oh, for sure. So absolutely for sure. So now it's a matter of how much. So we're going to say more than 10 grand a week. Probably you're losing. Do the math for me. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, but that's what I'm saying is if we're doing 10, 10 by a uh, 10,000 buys a week or 15,000 buys or 20,000 buys, uh, if you're doing 20,000 buys times $10, you got 200 grand coming in, you're going to get half. That's a hundred grand. That's but what it, I'm saying. If you're doing 10,000, then it's a hundred grand, but you're cutting it in half. So you made 50, but you spent a hundred. That's what I'm saying is I'm saying we're losing 20 or 30 a week. Okay. I, I, I'm talking about amortization. Yes. So you're, you're losing a million dollars a year being in business. Yeah. Chump change. When you <laughs> see that uh, from a Panda thing, it is chump change to everyone listening to this. They heard we lost a million dollars a year to play wrestling because it wasn't a quote unquote real business. Now, those are people who also probably don't recognize that a whole bunch of your favorite tech companies were way in the red before they ever made any money and they didn't make any money until they went public. So there's a million different ways to do it, but in a traditional small business sense, buddy, this is not normal. Um, what vision did Panda see at this point to, to keep throwing good money after bad, so to speak, what did Panda think the ultimate big vision was? They, they weren't delusional enough to believe, well, we're going to be competing with Vince McMahon, were they? I think there was a number that Vince, if we could be as 10th of successful as Vince, you can get your money back in a year. I mean, there's in their big, you know, they were a billion dollar company in the two thousands, 800 million to a billion dollar company. They, they deal in, I'm going to go deal, build a, or dig, dig an oil well or in the energy business and may lose a hell of a lot more than 5 million, you know, tens or hundreds of millions. Okay. We're going to go to the next deal and try to hit over here on this investment. It's just different circles. I mean, to a 
current wrestling fan, you know, the AEW investment, it, it's just, it's, 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 I hate to say that because that sounds like it's disrespectful. It wasn't a massive amount of money. If that's where I'm going with your question, the vision, okay, we've got to invest to create an IP company. And the only way you create IP is to invest and it doesn't happen overnight and you got to create talent and you got to nurture talent and you've got to open up all your revenue streams, domestic, international, everything we've talked about on the show. So the vision was, I guess, if, if you will, was we're not going to compete with WWE, but we're getting in that space because there's only one of those in the world right now or, you know, in the U.S., and so if we're a tenth, not half as successful, but a tenth as successful, we'll get our money back real quick. And that was the vision from the beginning, the alternative. So Meltzer would say on the 10th, they're trying a lot of different ideas for when they start TV, which at this point is scheduled for June. The current plan is to use a six-sided ring for all the matches on the TV show to give it a different look. They're trying to contact some major names like Kevin Nash or Randy Savage to come in when TV starts, although nobody is confirmed. So is this where the, uh, the six sided ring idea comes from? What prompts the move? Whose idea was it? Talk me through this. Hey, you know, when we do the, oh boy, we've got a whole nother chapter. When we do the AAA or the Mexico, uh, pod, we'll get really deep into the six sided ring and my, my viewpoint on it and just seeing it in Mexico and how it was brought on big shows and just, but I can remember sitting up, um, in, uh, Toreo in, in the bull arena in Mexico city and seeing that six sided ring and the presentation, I mean, Saturday night, um, there's lots of room to fight and guys flying all over the place. But, um, yes, the six sided ring came from me working in Mexico and it had a different feel. And again, MMA in 2004, five, six, is not like it is today. I don't want to call it was a hidden secret, but it, it wasn't mainstream. It certainly went on Fox Sports and ESPN like it's been the last here seven, eight, ten years. Um, I love the feel of it. And again, it was oh, that's professional wrestling, but that's not WWE. That that was I think a real I, to this day. I think there's a tremendous upside in that in clearly defining you are the alternative. To the, to the leader in the marketplace. Do not be WWE light. I thought that from the very, very beginning. Get in the professional wrestling game, but don't be WWE light. So the torch reports the deal on May 15th quote TNA announced that a new weekly show called total nonstop action wrestling impact will air on Fox sports net every Friday at 3 PM beginning June 4th. The deal believed to be for one year gives TNA the national time slot. It's been seeking to try to boost buy rates for its weekly Wednesday night time slot above current gravely low levels. The time slot isn't TNA's first choice, but the prestige of being affiliated with Fox, Fox Sportsnet can open doors in the future. If ratings are strong enough and the product is considered up to standards, TNA could shift into a better time slot in the future. Uh, Jarrett was scheduled to appear on FSN's best damn sports show period this week to promote the new show after footage of the angle with Johnny Fairplay and the Chicago bears, Brian Erlacher aired host, Tom Arnold said, that's the best thing I've ever seen. The connection with FSN leads to expanded exposure for many ways in TNA quote, the national telecast of impact on Fox Sportsnet marks a milestone for TNA entertainment and the wrestling industry, Dixie Carter, Dixie Carter was quoted as saying. 
total nonstop action wrestling has continued to grow and exceed expectations over our history. As we celebrate our second anniversary in June, we're excited. This opportunity with Fox Sportsnet and universal studios, Orlando will expose a wider range of viewers to our distinctive brand of professional wrestling. Um, so there's lots of quotes from the press release and all that jazz. Uh, they also hype up, uh, the, that impact will be innovative, have no limits, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the gist is you're going to be taping, uh, every Thursday, at universal studios in Orlando soundstage 21, it's 22,000 square feet, uh, and hope to draw from theme park attendees. And they got a quote from you in here and all that jazz, but this has to feel like the first you know, Panda coming through saved the day, but this feels like the first real milestone in the growth of TNA. Would you agree with that? First milestone. Um, yeah, I, I, it's obviously a paradigm shift in, 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 in business operations. So without question growth paradigm shift, I, I, I don't think I can overstate it that it was the progression of, of the building blocks. Um, are you nervous about this investment that's going to be coming down? I mean, I know at this point it's primarily not your money, but still it is still your partly your baby. What's your thoughts? Well, when you say not my money, I knew that if this wasn't successful, I'm never going to see my investment back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm behind that money. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I, I always, like, oh, it's the Carter money. You know what? Every dollar is being spent makes my dollar get further and further dollar, away. Yeah. Further and away. Yeah. So was I nervous? For the first time, you step up to the plate. And yes, the, the, the pay-per-view buys. And look, I've used the term all the time now. Rationalize and justify and minimize. The pay-per-view buys coming in. It's like, again, if a tree falls in the forest, nobody's there. Can you hear it? Well, if we do a great. Wednesday night pay-per-view and it's just fantastic, but the following week, nobody knows about it or promotes it or markets it. And the local stations, there's only so much we can do. We, we, we slowly, but surely figured out that the pay-per-view industry had moved on from the loss of WCW and they were using their marketing dollars elsewhere. So yes, getting on Fox sports, we knew we were going to get ratings real-time data and also is this going to increase our pay-per-view buys so we better be producing some great content to do that get ratings and produce buys so yes conrad uh nervous may not be the thing but uh, highly emotionally invested in the outcomes are you stressed and losing sleep over that or you're so excited you can't sleep because i've seen you at both which one is it here uh, super, super excited and lost sleep. Uh, I, I, I was working around the clock. I, I wish I could go back in time and get you a chili sleep because baby, you'd be sleeping good with a chili sleep. <laughs> chili sleep makes customizable climate controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well being. And I'm one of them. I've known for a long time. I sleep better when it's colder. I've got a, a ceiling fan over my bed. I hang one foot out of my comforters. I crank down the AC. Well, at least that's what I used to have to do. I don't do any of that anymore because now I've got the Uller. It's a hydro power temperature controlled mattress topper that fits over your existing mattress. It's going to help you achieve your ideal sleep temperature. 
These luxury mattress pads keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep sleep, whether you sleep hot or cold. Chili sleep systems are designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. Imagine waking up and not feeling tired. Well, Chili Sleep can make that happen. Head over to chilisleep.com forward slash my world to learn more and save 30% off the purchase of any new Cube or Uller sleep system. This offer is available exclusively for My World with Chef Jarrett listeners and only for a limited time. That's chili, C H I L I, sleep.com slash my world to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up feeling refreshed every day. That's chilisleep.com forward slash my world. I slept over eight and a half hours last night and I even did it on the road because I took my chili sleep with me. See what Jeff and I know. Chili sleep is the best. That's chilisleep.com forward slash my world. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. So let's talk a little bit about the name. How did you land on impact? That'll preach the chili sleep. That'll preach. I'll leave it at that. What was your question? Impact. How'd you land on impact? Oh, you know what? That's a funny story that me and Mike today, um, used to chuckle about. There's a couple of us, uh, in the room, but it was, and that's why, I, oh man, you know, I look back on those stressful days and think about, I didn't, uh, I don't say stop and smell the roses, but we literally had on, you know, our to-do list, um, this guy's travel and booking this card and where are we going with this and talk to this talent and all this, but kind of on our agenda for the creative room was, Hey, name the TV show. Oh, that's a little thing that did we think is going to be sticking around, you know, next month. Yeah. Yeah. Next month, the 20th anniversary, uh, of, of the company. <laughs> so you know, and, and the naming of the show was done at the, um, holiday Inn uh, conference room, uh, uh, holiday Inn Vanderbilt in downtown Nashville. We were sitting up on whatever that was eight, 10th floor and in the room and looking out and like creative rooms are uh, lots of fun and chatter and then get down to work and then have lunch and lots of room Any, anyway. But it was like, that's how it was. We came, went around the table and impact and you know the we actually sort of rough sketched and used the six-sided in the ass anyway that's how it came up with i, I you know just what what's what's a one word name because again raw nitro thunder you know one word names falling into that you know we didn't need boy meets world or desperate housewives or any of that you know so it's also Caballero. no the NWA is not included in the name of the show. So you clearly knew I don't need to spend money branding a name. I don't own. Right. 
Absolutely. We, we had definitely that ship had sailed. You wind up dropping the NWA title to AJ styles on pay-per-view. Of course, the Jarrett detractors would say, oh, the only reason he dropped it to AJ is to win it back when TV starts. We don't even have to address that. Uh, Jeff Jarrett held a locker room meeting prior to the May 12th pay-per-view to announce the Fox sports network TV deal. This is directly from the torch. Jarrett opened the meeting by thanking the wrestlers for their patience and hard work. He said he had not anticipated what a black eye professional wrestling had in the TV industry, adding that he and other office workers had to battle long and hard to get the show on the air because of concerns from FSN executives, Jarrett reminded wrestlers to refrain from swearing or making lewd gestures during the matches. He also told the crew that the company had hired a new seamstress to help them improve their looks for TV. Jared added the company still in the process of trying to make travel arrangements to get the talent from Nashville to Orlando. And he said he had some concern. He said there was some concern that certain members of the talent roster would have a hard time catching the first flight out of Nashville on Thursday morning, which they would need to do to ensure that they would arrive at universal studios on time. As a result of this concern, Jarrett said the company was considering the idea of booking a charter flight that would depart from Nashville late Wednesday after the pay-per-views. He did not make any promises on the charter idea. Although he did not mention the possibility at the meeting, there has been some talk that the company's also looking at bussing the talent to Orlando. So let's talk through that because that is something that is just the reality that sometimes after a show guys can't just run home, get in their hotel and go straight to bed. Because they're keyed up, man. They 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 had an adrenaline rush at, at ten o'clock at night, so it doesn't make sense for the for us to maybe expect them to be on a four a.m. flight the next morning. Was this a real concern, and and who would have voiced it, or did you just know right away this is going to be an issue? We knew it was going to be an issue. We weren't really sure of what kind of infrastructure. Like, were we going to be literally transporting all? of, I guess you could say Wednesday night crew talent and production, like how many bodies were actually going to Orlando? Yeah. We, we gradually got into, and we wanted to kind of from the beginning, but we just, we didn't have, uh, basically we didn't have boots on the ground in Orlando at this time. We, we might've had one or two, but nothing like, okay, this is our Wednesday night grind. And this is our talent, both production personnel, talent, all that. So how are we going to do that? Okay. Do we split them up on flights? Like, do we send, you know, talent, you know, how, you know, cause you can't get 20, 30, 40 people all on the same flight every week, or you can try and group, you know, we just knew the logistics of getting town there. Then of course the busing came up live in Nashville. That's how country music or rock and roll artists do all the time. But time out, it's 700 miles. So that's quite a commitment to finish a show and then get go it. get on a bus for 700 miles. And then, oh, by the way, you're going to wrestle on TV the next night. That's a big deal. <laughs> we, uh, what's, uh, Thursday night in, in let's just say Memphis and go to Friday in Dallas. We'd done it. Oh, I'm aware. And WWE does it now. I mean, when they go overseas or, I mean, I, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying that's, that's quite the ask to be at your physical peak on Wednesday night, sleep on a bus and be at your physical peak on a Thursday afternoon, 52 weeks in a row. That's a lot. Can, yeah, yeah. That, that was the challenge. Like, what are we sitting up, setting up as a business model? And again, all due respect to Dallas, they wanted to know kind of to the penny, but at least what is the weekly draw? 
So, you know, what, what's the what's the weekly nut here we're going to be going? So, yes, the challenge of travel and God rest his soul, Bob Ryder, buses, planes, charters. I mean, we were juggling everything and we landed up on, all right, we're going to charter for for a short bit when we were having to do both. But yes, that, that was a challenge. Um, you know, Southwest Delta had a couple of nonstops, but a lot of them didn't start till late morning and afternoon. We needed to get down there. Uh, you know, we were, I think we were rolling the tape, maybe six o'clock. So it was a, it was a challenging production day to say the least. You appeared on best damn sports show period. You're hyping up the launch and they're showing all the, the clips they can, including when you first got going and you had the Tennessee Titans there and that whole land, the Panda deal. And they showed the, the Brian Erlacher fair play thing again. They show Jim Kelly being there. They showed you attacking Hulk Hogan. And they even ask you on the air on the show about the reports that Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage could be joining TNA. Are those rumors true or the internet reports true? And, uh, when it's recapped here, Dave would say Jarrett wisely danced around the question by talking about all the free agent wrestlers that are available to TNA without specifically saying yes or no. Cause again, these guys don't know. They're just asking a question and you don't want to say, hell no, we can't afford Hulk Hogan. Uh, (laughs) so instead you say, oh man, anything can happen in TNA or some such salesman bullshit. And I appreciate you for it. Well, the reel backed it up because we did the one-offs in, in the asylum that yeah. it was uh, attitude star of the week. I mean, you name it. We, we were dropping a name in and, you know, look, dusty, we used every week for a lot of, a lot of weeks. Um, but you know, there were other one-offs, but we had a clip reel that was kind of a who's who, um, I mean, Jeff Hardy, you name it, Lex sting, we had a good clip reel. And so. Um, Tom Arnold or Jim Kelly or whoever it was, Hey, they're going to be there. Well, you never know who's going to show up. Uh, Meltzer <laughs> would report that you were pretty successful in trying to line up this network. Again, this is a bunch of, of, of regional television networks for sports. And Meltzer says the only exceptions at this point are New York, which obviously is a big one. But instead of airing Fridays at three, it's going to air Tuesdays at two 30, um, Philadelphia, which is going to air Saturday at midnight. And Comcast Mid Atlantic Sports Station is going to air Saturday at 4 a.m. Most would also say FSN wants a clean product, no women tearing clothes or suggest or, or no women suggestively dressed, no swearing, no blading. Um, it's going to be used sparingly on pay per view too, just because of this, according to Dave Meltzer. So this does feel like, man, we got to grow. So that means we got to pull back some of our. I don't know, pushing of the envelope. Fair to say? For sure. Um, that was just the lay of the land. And and we were happy to be getting in this particular game of I'll call it PG. But yeah, that that was Meltzer recapped it here on June fourteenth. TNA did its first TV taping on June third on for a June fourth airing on FSN. The show had to be considered a big success. The show looked great and the wrestling based on high flying moves with a six sided ring looks different than WWE between the style and the ring. Plus a clock, keeping the time limit and a show based on in ring with no women or backstage vignettes. It came off more like a sports oriented product, particularly with rules like judges in the event of a match going to a time limit and the title changing via DQ. The show was set at an 850 seat soundstage at universal studios. 
There's a commitment for 52 weeks from both sides, but this is TV. Anything can end at any time because TNA is buying the time they'll be on as long as they want to buy the time, unless they make a major screw up content wise and the station kicks them off. But I don't see them making that mistake. The question is if the ratings aren't good and it doesn't increase business, what their outlook would be on spending so much per week. There's also been a lot of local publicity as Jeff Jarrett did an angle with Russ Rollins, the host of monsters in the morning drive time show. That's the most popular Orlando based show. And it also took Bubba the love sponge a spot in the Tampa market where he brawled with the host of the show. Jarrett and Jimmy Hart set up the angle and told Russ to keep it up with everyone on the air and people at the station. So they would think it's real. Supposedly the folks at universal were very upset, wanting a family friendly product until Hart explained it was a pro wrestling angle designed to get people to come to the show. The host was there, got a huge reaction from the crowd and said that he knows that wrestling is fake. What happened with Jarrett this morning is real and nothing more came to it during the taping with Hart, Johnny Fairplay, and Ryan Wilson as giant masked man drumming up interest in the park. They packed the building for the first taping and turned away more than a hundred fans. Like they did in the WCW days when they taped syndication there, they tried to instruct the crowd to cheer and boo, but the crowd did what they wanted anyway. It was an enthusiastic crowd believed to be about half local wrestling fans and half tourists at the park. FSN executives were said to have watched the show, the debut show very closely to see if there was any inappropriate conduct. One of the things hurting pro wrestling in the TV industry right now is the networks don't trust wrestling people to put on shows that fit within the standards. The stations want the shows to fit into, and the officials were very happy with the debut show. So a lot to unpack here, uh, a lot written here about your radio skit. What can you tell us about this? And I don't want to gloss over Conrad. When we got the word about New York and Philly, that wasn't like told pre sell assigning of the deal. That's devastating emotionally. I'm not saying that it was, Oh, but he was like, what New York and Philly, they're top five, uh, you know, TV markets and they're, you know, Tuesday. So that, that was, you know, we just got into the deal is a disappointment say the least, but, um, nonetheless, um, the first night and, you know, you talked about the, we used a clock. I, we put together a scroll. I'm a, as you know, a sports junkie. And, and, uh, if you're a sports fan, you, you know, that CBS and NBC and ABC and ESPN, obviously on ABC, but you know, they all attempt doing good sports graphics, Fox sports for years and years and years have, has always been the, the real leader of information on the screen. And we wanted to kind of fit in that family. And I just remember George Greenberg and everybody at Fox sports and the feedback we got, they loved it because we did that scroll of what's coming up later in the show. And like you said, the time clock and the six sided ring, we came out of the gate hot. I thought that for our first effort production talent, uh, it was just a different alternative. It's like a vision came to light that it, it was, a much better TV product than it was a pay-per-view product, uh, comparatively speaking, that it just fit. We did turn people away. Uh, and Russ Rollins, that was a Jimmy Hart connection. And <laughs> Russ got in and we did a hell of an angle uh, in studio and people were talking about it. And on Russia's show, there was a lot of good follow-up. And the people in his studio were a little bit like, what the hell just happened? And his phoners. And it was a good, it was good. I mean, it's, it's good content. And, you know, 
I think that's a little bit of fiction in there. Russ didn't go out and say wrestling's fake. He went out and said, look, I know a lot goes on in professional wrestling. But Jeff Jarrett crossed the line this morning. He handled it very diplomatic. Russ is a pro's pro. Monster numbers. Monster numbers for his show back in those days. Just crazy big. Who's going to take care of your family if something happens to you? What would they do without your income? If you don't have a plan, you need to go to goliathlife.com. Get a quick quote for more than 20 carriers. You don't even have to leave the house. If you need a medical exam, they'll send somebody to your house or office. You're in total control. You pick the rates, you pick the payments, you pick the terms. You're in total control, but it gives you and your family peace of mind. What if something happens to your income? Hurry to goliathlife.com. Are you feeling stuck making minimum payments on your credit card debt? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Get rid of your credit card debt and lower your monthly payments right now at savewithconrad.com. What's the, what's the pressure, um, like to get this show taped and then aired the next day. This feels like, man, a lot of pressure to turn this, this fast with the idea that, man, that we got one crack at this. This is our first chance to make it a, a good impression. And you know, all the cliches with that, where you just not sleeping up all night in the edit bay. Who's the team and what's that look like? And here's the obviously cool hand, Luke, Keith Mitchell, but we had been doing, and this is where, when you look at the progression of the product, we did a two hour, like that production crew put together that was Keith Mitchell led, you know, that is for lack of a better word, they're still doing AEW to this day, but we have been doing a two-hour pay-per-view, so that's obviously commercial-free, that we had a crew of talent that um, you, know, you can look at AAA this weekend. They, they don't shoot live to tape or, or even live, and time constraints are a little bit foreign, foreign uh, to, to that product. So I knew with Keith leading the, the you know, we'll call it the, the production charge, um, and, 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 you know, I'd obviously had all my years with WWF and WCW that live to tape was what we were going to do. And we had the option to clean things up and maybe edit in, uh, a pull up or a bad punch here or there. We could clean the thing up, but for the lack of a better word, we did it live to tape and the talent knew, and it was stressed very hard. And when we were writing the shows, Dutch, Mike Tanay, probably leading the charge, uh, as far as this part of, okay, hey, guys, you got to have a ring general in the ring that hits our mark because you just can't go over three, four, five minutes. It just, you can, but you got to edit. We, we, we knew that we had to be tight, bell to bell, segment to segment, that we needed to do a show essentially live, but live to tape, where we weren't going to have to do a lot of fixes. And that's what we did. The first show does a 0.16 rating based on the markets that aired in its regular time slot. That would translate to maybe 110,000 homes. The final ratings for these shows, because of the different time slots and figuring in different stations, won't be available until three weeks after the show takes place. For the network and the time slot, it was considered a good number. It's half of what the network's flagship best damn sports show does at night. That's a big deal. When it's airing Friday afternoon, I mean, most folks are at work or school or what have you. And somehow, you know, if you build it, they will come 110,000 homes. Check it out. When they, when you hear the news, is that high fives all around? Are you considering that success? 
I don't want to sound silly, but there were more than high fives. Best damn sports show was in prime time. And we are on, we didn't call it that in these days, but we're on the graveyard, not night. We're in the graveyard afternoon. Friday afternoon is a hard, I mean, it's the worst time slot I've ever heard of in wrestling by far. Right. I mean, it's not close. (laughs) I mean, you know, the the people we used to make fun of ECW being on in the middle of the night, Friday night or Saturday night. That's better than this for sure. Yeah. But when the numbers came in, we all now that's what I'm saying is we didn't jump up down and have a, but we go, they're watching. You don't stumble upon Fox sports said, Oh, they're watching that. That doesn't happen. They just doesn't happen. So right out of the gate, we knew our product. Cause it sounds silly to say we came out on fire. We came out much better than respectable. But uh, here's the word. We came out of the gate with a boatload of hope attached to it. Yeah. The optimism is at an all time high that we, we knew, okay, they came to watch this. Now, of course, what are we going to do week two, three, four, and five, but coming out of the gate, we were waiting on pins and needles. What's that number going to be? It's going to sound tidy because it's Friday afternoon, but what did they do? And that's, you see why, why that's year over year, WOW week over week. What did this time slot do before you got there? That's the magic bullet. That is what to this day. Okay. Raw, if Raw's not on the air and we put in a movie that we already own, what's that number? That movie may get X amount of viewers. Raw in there gets X amount of viewers or dynamite or whatever it may be. We knew that what they were putting in the air, it was called an asterisk. It didn't rate. So we came out of the gate and did, did well. I want to mention, um, it's reported that after three weeks, the show is averaging a 0.25. And somewhere in here, Dixie Carter makes the decision that the company is not going to release ratings. And she makes this decision after just the first two weeks, but it's also written that quote, Carter was in Los Angeles this past week, meeting with FSN officials, attempting to get a TV slot upgrade because the ratings started out so strong. Two things. A, why were you not releasing the ratings? Did you just assume it becomes a talking point and a comparison that you don't really want? Uh, which is what I would assume. And B. Do you remember this being the case that Dixie thought, Hey, the ratings were good. So why don't y'all sell us this same deal at a better time slot? Is that the way you remember that? First question, comparatively speaking, I mean, we're all maybe 4 million, 5 million homes on Monday, whatever the comparison was going to be ridiculous. Yes. And they also did not come in at the same time. So to speak, because we would and Dixie, you know, would would crawl, crawl through it because we're looking at market by market. So you got a cum, but we also want to go the next layer. So yeah, it, it it wasn't. There was no upside to reporting our ratings. And B uh, answer to your question B is Conrad. When I tell you when the first numbers came in, that we go okay. That this we there's some value attached to this. Dixie, myself. You name it. We were, we need a better slot. Can we get more promotions? Uh, we started asking for replays right out of the gate. Cause we talked about getting one of those baked into the contract. They wouldn't do it for us. It's one pay to play, but we're like, okay, it's getting a number. Can you replay this? Can you open up the floodgates to your regional networks and let them replay this? 
any time in the next six days. You know, they couldn't air it two weeks old. And so we started pushing for that immediately. Did you think there was a chance you could get a better deal, like financially? Like maybe you could do a better barter deal? Or did you know, well, I got to ride this out for 52 weeks, but maybe we can get a better day part? I, I kind of, in the back of my head, my dad did too, and Dixie did too. It's really hard for, for an organization to say, hey, we like you so much. We're going to. No, I agree. I mean, <laughs> but, but I, we got something here. Let's see if we can leverage something, you know, yes. we started that. pushing immediately. Th- that's why I was wanting replays and, and maybe, but again, I'd maybe a month in, maybe not even that. Once I kind of understood the programming model that you're literally getting 10, 12, 15 regional networks to play ball with you. And some folks just can't that I knew the replay schedule Although it wasn't going to be consistent in one market, it may be the replay every Saturday at this time. Anyway, I pushed hard for replays, multiple replays. So that's June. Uh, come August, the observer writes this while not announced officially, several sources have confirmed that TNA has made the decision to cease weekly pay-per-view shows on September 8th. As noted with the start of doing weekly TV, this was the only feasible decision. The company had fallen to about 6,000 buys per week on pay-per-view before getting onto FSN. The decision was made to see if the new TV shows increased buys after 10 weeks, there was no indication that aside from one or two shows, the normal level of buys haven't changed at all. And the money losses were probably hovering on a hundred grand a week. So again, if we're really doing 6,000 buys, if that number's accurate, that means that there's 60,000 in pay-per-view coming in. You chop that in half because the cable systems keep half. You're making 30 and you're thinking it's probably going to cost less round up a hundred. So at this point, it looks like the losses are pretty doggone substantial. And if you've got a TV deal and we're going to be spending money to do it anyway, why don't we spend money and put it on the pre uh, the free show as opposed to spend money and just lose every time we run a pay-per-view, right? Exactly. And invest in the product with talent production. Yes. We knew. Yeah. We, we, uh, if you took that same 70 grand, you were losing on pay-per-view and I don't know that it was 70. Let's just pretend it was. Yeah. And instead you dump it towards the, the weekly TV show. Well, after you pay uh Fox, there's still 40 grand kicking around. It, it just feels as if this is much more manageable and a much better use of the resources as opposed to trying to do both. So you guys are not shy about, Hey, we tried it for 10 weeks. It didn't make a damn difference. So out with the old idea and with the new, right? The old saying, don't throw good money after bad. bad. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. So that was obviously the mindset and, and the, the churn on the talent and the creative process. We knew our bread was not going to be buttered, uh, on this Wednesday, Thursday schedule. In early September, it said that you're aiming for Sunday, 11 AM as a new spot that that seems most likely in late September, Meltzer would write the latest negotiations are to attempt to buy what would more than likely be more expensive time slots, like an 11 PM Saturday night slot for impact and a Sunday morning spot for explosion, both on FSN. FSN has been giving the impression they are willing to spend enough to increase the exposure at this point to where they can get nearly any time slot they would want. The problem is because of the nature of the network that would figure to be the best time slots would face preemptions. So it needs to air at a time when there are no major sporting events taking place. 
If the Friday shows had maintained the positive, but small buzz they had at the start, I'd be more optimistic, but when it comes to spending more money for better time slots. So this is interesting at least because the preemption thing is something you addressed right up front. You know, you're going to have college sports and professional sports, and you know, that means Friday night and Saturday night and just all your prime time that's eaten up. So you do need something that's either non-prime, like what we're talking about here with a freaking Friday afternoon deal, or perhaps late night. Uh, and the other option was what about Sunday morning? I- any of that could have worked. Uh, the next time we see any news about Fox sports in the, in the observer is from late November quote. It was the biggest week in TNA history. And now from all the signs, when it didn't pan out, the company is in critical condition. Here's the basic financial score. Panda energy in the two plus years it's been funding TNA has lost approximately $15 million on the venture. This came on the heels of the 1.6 million that Hell South lost in getting that company off the ground. There may have also been losses that Jerry Jarrett incurred during the interim period between Health South money and Panda Energy money because of the cost of buying TV time, producing TV, signing higher price talent, etc. The losses in recent months have been 200 to 250,000 dollars per week. Jeff, I'm just struggling to find that to be a realistic number. It, it, does Dave have a close number or is this way off base? Which, which number? Because are you losing two fifty a week? No, that just seems crazy high. Well, just because you have to kind of, once we got out of the Wednesday, Thursday churn, we went to every other week, which radically changed our cash flow. And at times we did, um, Three, three, you know, three, we went into the monthly pay-per-view. So for the wrestling fan, we went from a weekly pay-per-view schedule to a monthly. When we went into the monthly, some weeks have four weeks, some weeks have five. When they have five, we did three, two. So we were truly doing three production days a month. Make sense? Yep. Yeah. So, so no, no, the, the cost and because we managed and over the 90 days, we'll say, you know, the first 90 days of Fox sports, we created our, we'll call it our Orlando base where we weren't flying everybody in. We had a lot of production. We're a lot of scenic. We, we based a lot of people out of Florida or we, 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 we added to our team in Florida and we weren't flying in the whole deal. And so we, you know, our, our, we, we changed our cash flow. We changed our expenses in those 90 days which I think was, again, uh, jokingly says Southwest Airlines uh, was maybe the single biggest contributor as far as an outside entity because we were getting flights from Nashville and all over, $49, bucks, 79 $39. They would you know, run those super saver sales and Bob Ryder jump all over them. So anyway, we cut expenses way back. And so $20 million, I think, is a number that we were the deepest, deepest in debt, and that happened obviously at the end of the time by, I mean, that's as deep as Panda got. So at the end of year one, at the end of the Fox sports buy. Yeah. Cause so, you know, we didn't, we didn't have revenue come in except what well, we did on the monthlies, but I mean, that takes a while to get going, but as far as fully invested in everything that, you know, and then as you know, spike came on. Talk to me about your sales team. I mean, because part of the deal is you're going to get to sell your stuff here. Did you have anybody on your team or on the Panda team? I mean, just talk through me to talk to me about 
Hey man, we got this opportunity. We got a big audience and, and we can get pretty creative. What did that look like? Didn't have one. And I know it wasn't for lack of effort on Dixie's part, but I mean, we had little bitty things, but, but you're talking about selling the Fox sports inventory. Well, you got, I mean, you're paying for this time in theory because you're going to offset it with ad sales. And now you're telling me you didn't have a sales team. Well, no, we, I mean, Dixie, let me just say, so Dixie had numerous folks, third parties, let me say third parties that were selling. Now, did they create a lot of revenue? No, but the, the Fox sports show in theory was a infomercial to sell the monthly pay-per-views. When we shifted that model and raised our price, that revenue went up as far as selling our six and a half minutes. I think it was, or seven, let's just say seven minutes as far as selling them for what my dad did back in Dallas in 90, as far as syndicated selling those kind of spots, moderate at best success. But Dixie did have, cause that was Dixie did marketing and PR and advertising that was under her bailiwick if you will it just feels like you guys would have tagged in a, a real outfit here and and they would have had some sort of nut they had to hit or else you were looking for another one but it, I, I mean we went through several folks i know i know i know that was again i can remember i can hear janice carter's voice jeff you do wrestling and production dixie will do pr advertising and marketing and we'll do finance and legal that's how the company was split up and i heard it over and over and over so far more important than the pay-per-view numbers were the numbers for the two best damn sports show period specials. The company was of the belief if they could average a 0.35 rating on the two 8 PM showings on November 10th and 11th, that Fox sports net would turn Monday night into wrestling night. They would have had the best damn sports show period personalities do a weekly wrestling taping for an eight to nine 30 PM show in their regular time slot, which couldn't be better getting the lead in on raw and building the main events against the usual lengthy interview open. Of course, the ratings fall short, Jeff. Immediately, there's talk that there's going to be some issues inside of TNA with you and Dixie and Fox Sports. Quote, there's so many different things going on right now. The Jarrett's and the Carters don't see eye to eye, in particular, Jeff Jarrett and Dixie Carter. Jerry is now in more of a power position, while Dixie Carter had tried to appease wrestlers complaining that Jeff had booked the entire show around himself. Is this really when some of the issues with you and Dixie started, uh, I don't know, become more apparent. I just feel like it happened before. I mean, it grew progressively from the asylum days. I'll say that, um, Vince Russo influence, uh, internet influence, probably like any uh, business person, you start second guessing yourself when you don't see results. Um, I'll just say just the whole sort of whirlwind of, are we making the right decision again? Her parents are the one that are investing in, in, in the company. So I kind of don't think this is where it started. I think it was happening before this, but maybe it became to light a little more here. Is that what you're saying? That it came to light more. Yeah, uh, that, that may be true. 
So in November 26, it's reported in the observer, uh, that someone in TNA is told by Fox sports net that the November 26th impact show was canceled and nobody passed the message along to anyone quote, Keith Mitchell, who does production didn't find out until he called FSN to coordinate satellite time for 1126 and was told, don't, you know, you don't have a show. This has got to be the first, or at least the one the first that I can read where it looks like, okay, this is not going according to plan. And I, I, and I should have called Keith or others uh, to, to really dig in on, on this. I, but I do, I hate to say vaguely, but I do remember candidly Conrad, a shit storm. There were some from the holidays. I'll say the Thanksgiving Christmas. Yeah. To be clear, got, I just want to remind everybody the date I just gave you would have been the Friday after Thanksgiving. So quote unquote black Friday. Was, yeah. But it, it was a mess that again, we were out of the Wednesday night pay-per-views. We were doing shows that aired on Friday and we probably would have produced our, our taping schedule moved to Monday, Tuesday, but we're going to Orlando and shooting this content and what we're not airing. So we just produced a show. If I remember correctly, and I think it happened around Christmas too, we produced an episode that didn't air on Fox sports. Yeah. Let, let me get, let me catch you up on that. Even though Fox sports now had apparently told Dixie Carter that the show on December 31st would be preempted. It was pushed on the December 24th TV show and the company website. And it actually aired in most of the country. So some of the country preempted it. Some did not. And just to remind everybody, cause I know we have a lot of international listeners the day after Thanksgiving, there's historically going to be a lot of football on TV. Uh, it's, it's championship week for a lot of folks where they have conference championships decided, uh, just in state rivalries, football really gets heated up then. And then at the end of the year, December 31st, of course, that's new year's Eve. It feels like there's going to be a ton more ball games, you know, bowl games and what have you. So both of those, I guess are natural understandings that, all right, they might need something here, but it does feel like, boy, not a good sign that there's just poor communication between both sides. Cause why would you go to all this expense? If you're not actually going to get the benefit, right? And if I remember correctly, kudos to Dixie, she raised all kind of hell. And said contractually, well, no. So it's it. The right hand didn't talk to the left hand on their side either, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so she pushed things through, and I think we got a couple of multiple airings in a lot of markets. And they, because they have to basically make good, because they're taking our money. You know, the the person who says, "Oh, you don't have a show on Friday," that damn sure wasn't accounting, because they were expecting our check. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So the show moves to 4 PM on Friday, starting January 7th. And on Saturday night, there's going to be a midnight replay. Uh, and we talked a little bit about a recent lockdown 07 show when spike TV pulled out of its negotiations to keep WWE programming in September and how you guys jumped at the chance to talk to spike. Did FSN give you any heat at this point or do they understand? Well, they offered it to us and we just made them paid programming. So it kind of is what it is for sure. They, and they, I just remember continuously having the conversation internally that Fox isn't going to move. They, they like that 30 grand coming in every week. We have to create an alternative or they're not even going to give us the time of day. And why would they? Yeah. And to, and to be clear, you know, this is one of those deals where 
you know, I understand it could be disheartening after you feel like you've had some good success and they're saying, well, we're never going to pay for wrestling, but at the same time, fans are the same way. You know, we've talked about before in some of our wrestling discussions that if you quote unquote paper a town, well, now you've taught us, well, don't pay for tickets. Wait till the last minute. We can get in for free. Yep. Uh, so if you've conditioned us to, yeah, we'll show your shit, but we need 30 grand a week. Well, what if you paid us? Well, what if we didn't, uh, I mean, that's, that's real automatic. Like that's not going to happen. And so, you know, uh, everybody's home dynamic is a little different. But if I go in to the kitchen tonight and I say, Hey, Megan, I'm going to cook supper. She'd be like, hell yeah, but you got to pay the house payment. Well, wait a goddamn minute. I mean, (laughs) everybody's got their, their spot and this is what we're doing and, and everybody's comfortable with it. So all of a sudden to go, what if you paid us instead? What if we didn't, we like that cash flow, and why would we do that? To your point, you've got to have somebody else saying, Hey, we'll take it and we'll pay you for it before that's even a conversation, right? Yes. And they'll throw you a bone and a crumb here and there and say, we're going to start giving you more replays. And they did in bits and pieces, but that didn't cost them anything. Right. Nothing. There's rumor and innuendo in the observer in the torch that Fox Sportnet was, uh, expecting TNA to re up for another year because there'd been no progress in the spike talks. Did you ever think there might be more than just one season on Fox Sportsnet, Or did you know, as that experiment was winding down, something's going to shake out. You know, we talk about different things that'll give you stress. I knew we weren't doing another year on Fox sports. Yeah. Without question. Did I know where we were going? Hell no. But so I, I, let me, let me cut you off there. You mean, I know that this financial dynamic is not going to continue. So it's up to us to find the new deal or it kind of feels correct. like the inevitable, right? Yeah. No, Bob Carter dove in and, and just the dynamic. And I, I keep going back to, and look at hindsight's 2020 us bringing another investor to the table said, okay. There's some meat on the bone, just like you're talking in negotiations. Oh yeah. You want us to pay? Nope. Oh, wait, we had somebody that was willing to write the check. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Bob goes, okay, I'm going to dive in. And so here we are eight, 10, 12 months later and a lot of cash had gone out. So where are we going to sit? The, the Fox sports model. Now look, it's easy to say this now, but it, Gave it checked the boxes on creating the show, creating value for the asset, but we weren't moving past that. It was time to shift gears and, and we knew it. Bob knew it. Everyone knew it. And Fox sport. Let me say Fox sports. Didn't think that where they going to go. What are they going to do? They, they didn't think we wouldn't re up at all. They didn't even think that was a possibility. Because, of course, we kept the negotiation going, you know, keep it on simmer because, okay, maybe, but no, I, I never thought we would. But but Fox thought that there was a chance we were going to re-up. In May, it comes out again. Now, let's remember, this deal started in June, so we're 11 months later. Quote, TNA and FSN were very close on a deal last week when the one-year contract expires in just a few weeks. It's now questionable. FSN insisted on a six month minimum contract while TNA only wanted to make a month to month commitment. 
And again, to Jeff's point, why would you lock yourself in for six months worth of check writing? If you think there's a chance you could actually get a check in the coming months, but you don't know when. So it makes sense that TNA would say, all right, we know we can't just give you week to week, but we need to at least have a way out of here. And, and that makes total sense. Uh, and it's reported that TNA and WGN were actually close on a TV deal again. And allegedly WGN all of a sudden had an appetite for a Monday night war. Now that's what makes the newsletter. Do you remember that being seriously discussed Monday night wrestling on WGN? And Conrad, I'm sure you've dealt with. Yes, I re, uh, Yes, I do. The short answer is yes. Uh, and that's a what if. But when you get into the room and you're sitting with a table full of WGN executives and they know without question, you just were paying a network X amount of dollars to be on their air and now you want us to pay you. Yeah. And. Here's the difference between WGN and Spike. Spike looked at WWE TNA. You mean we can have this product for a fifth of the cost and it's wrestling and we can put it on Saturday nights and give it a shot. And, and that they've had wrestling. They bit, they knew the numbers that WWE were doing on their network. They knew the heights that raw took them as an overall brand and the cum in their ad sales and all the success it brought with it. WGW, WGN had no barometer. They were taking just as big a leap of faith as Fox sports did. Although Fox sports took that leap of faith and said, at the worst scenario, we're 120 grand a month to the black. So WGN just couldn't emotionally make that adjustment to say we want it. There were a lot of people at the table that wanted it. Now I'd say everybody at the specific table wanted it. Do you think that's based on the quote unquote comp? Like, Hey man, you guys were just paying for it over here. Why would we, I mean, is that what, like, if you didn't have that bad of a deal, I don't know that maybe I'm, I'm not speaking for you. I just know that a lot of times we look at comps. We look at, well, what have they been doing before this? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and, and the thing is they had never had outside of, like I said earlier, Cubs or bulls or maybe white Sox. They, you know, they, they never had any live event programming, so to speak on their air, but they had known the Monday night war numbers and they knew they could clear the time slot. They knew they could do all of this, but it's kind of that leap of faith. Hell, we even showed the numbers we were getting on Friday afternoon and Dixie and the presentation, it turned heads because you go, wait a minute, they're doing these numbers on Friday. That can't be, but nope, here's, you know, sure. Call up Fox sports. They'll verify for you. And they would have George Greenberg would have, they were amazed that the numbers we were doing on Friday afternoon, what, but we could, couldn't get it across the finish line. Let's put a bow on it here. Fox sports, then officials, even though we, the observer had reported to the contrary, were under the impression TNA would be renewing its deal. It wasn't until May 20th that TNA gave them the word. They would officially not be renewing. And the 52 week contract will expire with the replay broadcast on May 28th at press time. The scheduled May 31st TV taping in Orlando had not been canceled. What a set of balls here though. Nope. Not doing a six month deal. Nope. Not going to keep spending. Nope. Don't have a new TV deal. Fuck it. We're out. Uh, 
and impact is out at FSN and you're continuing to look for a new home. What do you remember about giving notice here? And did you feel like in doing so at the very last minute that perhaps you burn a bridge or did that even matter? Because you knew I'm not paying to play anymore. So it doesn't matter. I, I, I sat under the learning tree, Bob Carter and my father and others that you go, there's no way you can create value if you don't really call their bluff. Yes. It's impossible. Yes. So if you don't believe in yourself. Nobody Why should else they? Yeah. 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 So we had to, as, I mean, that was okay. Not fun, not easy. You know, I'm a much younger man than I am now. feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. Where are we going from here? Mm-hmm. We are telling Fox sports. No, we are not sending you a content next week. The talent is going to be aware, you know, all, everything that goes with it. It was, um, I mean, it's easy to say this now, but by far, you know, one of the most stressful times of my life. I mean, you just go, what the, where are we going with the product now? But another episode we'll cover. <laughs> Hello, well, Spike TV. Th- this happens had, really. We yeah. had 90 days. We had June, July, and August and into September. So, you know, four months. This happens really at the end of your third year of TNA, you know, cause yeah. TNA really got going in June of 02. So here we are now in, in May of 05 and, and we're wrapping things up. Yep. Is this, I mean, clearly this is not exactly how you would have hoped or planned because the original plan was a Wednesday night thing, but here at the end, May of 05, I'm not saying this to be funny, but were you thinking, thank God I got that contractor license. Cause this ain't looking so good. Maybe not the contractor license thought, but the, it's not looking so good. Yes. No. I mean, yeah, I know you were saying that, uh, in, in jest, but. Uh, all the above, like, and again, like I Googled, I think when I first got the notes on this, just to try to jar my brain at where WWE was in 05, just their product, you know, they were publicly traded obviously, but just what we were up against in 05, I can't really exactly recall where ring of honor was at. It was such an entirely different landscape on, oh, damn, dude, where are we going from here? Yeah, super stressful, super stressful. I really can't even imagine the stress that you must have been under. we got a bunch of questions. Uh, let's rapid fire through some of these. Brad wants to know, TNA Impact has been on many different channels over the years. Dancing with the Stars recently announced they'll be exclusively on Disney+. Plus. What do you think about a promotion being entirely on a major streaming network, weekly shows and all could it work? Yes, it can work. Depends on what streaming network, but yes, it can work. Um, I think it happens in the next 24 months too, Jeff. How long? uh, 24 months. I think it'll be reality. Well, that promotion you're not (laughs) next question. Uh, middle kingdom wrestling wants to know, was the goal of buying airspace on Fox sports net done in order to eventually get a better deal with another network or was TNA focusing on trying to convince FSN to put money into their product when the contract was up at least Both. at first, which one was it? Did you think eventually they'd come around and then you realize, well, that isn't going to happen. So maybe somewhere else Oh, for them to give us the green light to even put us on their air. This is where it's again, um, 
I don't know the complete audience breakdown of our listeners, but different time, different era. This is 04 for us to get on the air on Fox sports network, even paying was a massive win. It just was. Talk to me about, uh, Fox. Brian wants to know when it comes to Fox sports deal, was there any talks of having a special episode on the real Fox? Now, of course, that's a real ambitious ask talking about where we're SmackDown airs now. Was there ever any sort of hypothetical, you know, carrot dangled that, Hey, maybe one day da 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 from the other side, or was that not even close to reality? Not again, Fox, the network, lots of scripted programming in those times. They weren't, you know, they didn't have Thursday night football. I don't even know. I mean, they, they were in the sports game, but nothing like they are now, but no, the best damn sports show specials, which we kind of blew through John Sally, Tom Arnold, all, all that stuff. That was, if I don't say it was because that was a collaboration, they wanted it for their flagship show. And we obviously wanted it to turn into more. So we came together and produced some very entertaining, but again, one-offs don't work. They just, it's the consistency and yeah. we both sides more or less knew that, that, oh, this is entertaining as hell, but you got to get, get in the grind and do it week in and week out, week in and week out. And we weren't there, but, uh, yeah, the quick answer to the question was we wanted it. We wanted Fox sports. All right. We got them over one hump. They put us on the air. Number two, they got to pay us. That never happened. Number two. John wants to know when TNA was on Fox networks, every match had a running clock displayed while the wrestlers were wrestling. Whose idea was that? What did you think about it? And should someone in wrestling be doing it today? Yeah, uh, the, the final part, uh, that's up to the executive producer of each show. It was my idea. I wanted to create as much of an alternative and a sports field product. Our set in Orlando, we had heels come out one tunnel and baby faces come out another directly on opposite sides of the studio, like Roman gladiators running, coming down the ramp, all that kind of stuff. It was my idea to do the clock and the running ticker. Again, that's taken off of the sports channels, uh, that were really coming to prominence in that era. Next week, we're going to be talking about sacrifice. So seven, where the, the NWA is going to strip TNA of the titles. We got uh, Jeff taking on Robert rude, Chris Harrison, James storms, and, uh, a Texas death match, AJ versus Samoa Joe, Kurt Angle's taking on Christian and sting for the, uh, the NWA title, or I guess it's the TNA title. We'll also discuss uh, WWE shutting down that show in Memphis with Jerry Lawler and Hulk Hogan. And I guess there was going to be a big transition with big show and a lot more, but before we talk about next week or even tease it any further, is there anything else we need to hit to tell this Fox sports net story? As thoroughly and granularly as we need to, to make sure our audience knows what they need to know. Did you I know, miss anything? And, and, um, the impact uh, app I'm sure has some of these, I'm sure there's some of them, uh, these on YouTube, but that those 52 shows or 50 plus shows or whatever, I believe in a lot of ways. And I've heard, I mean, Tony Khan watched this on, on Fridays. I did too. Thomas. Yeah. Conrad Thompson watched this on Fridays. A lot of people got to see this content and, and, and got to see, oh, I mean, I could go down a list of executives, George Greenberg, uh, shout out to him. He is a major executive with uh, PFL now professional fighters league. Uh, he was very integral in, in getting it off the ground and on the air and all that. 
but uh, and there's a there's a list of guys. Hey, we saw you wrestling on Fox Sports. I'll just when you think about how far Fox Sports has come, but uh, I'm going back to my point. I think it was the first time that people saw since WCW the alternative, and then I'm going to go one step further. I think it put the X division on the map, Fox Sports Net. That's that's what I believe. Yes, the Wednesday night pay per views did, but the, all that. But I believe the X division was put on the map by Fox Sports Net. What you say, Conrad? As you like to uh, fire back at me? No, what listen. You- I, I, I think that show was was really good. I mean, I, I'm I'm excited that we got to talk about it. But it was so different, you know, not just the six sided ring, but we saw Petey Williams with the Canadian destroyer and we saw so many other talent. I mean, at the time you guys had Jarrell Clark running around, he was doing a six thirty. these days. Some of that stuff is just, you know, something you see every Wednesday, but you, you couldn't see that on TV in this era. Uh, and, and I'm glad that, you know, TNA afforded those guys the opportunity to do it. And it's one of the reasons that I hope one day we can twist Dixie's arm and convinced her to do some stuff. It feels like it's a, a real shame to me that her family invested tens of millions of dollars here, uh, in the, the future uh, of professional wrestling. And so many of those guys have gone on to become major household names and stars. And, uh, you know, anytime we talk about TNA, a lot of times it just becomes, oh, LOL TNA. And I just don't think that's fair. Uh, and it doesn't really tell the whole story, but I mean, just this idea, I mean, Fox sports net didn't come and say, man, you guys have done a great job in Dutch. You're the booker of the year. We're going to pay you guys a bunch of money for this. Now Dixie's family wrote a check, man. And yeah. that that's, that's a cool thing that it, maybe you and her didn't get along. Maybe people didn't like some of her creative decisions. Maybe people said, oh, she's a mark for herself or whatever the negative Nancy's were. You know what she did? She kept AJ styles on payroll for a long time. Uh, and, and a lot of other guys who figured out how to become the stars they are today. And by the way, for our entertainment, you know, as the Carters are continuing to write check after check after check here, we're still tuning in and checking it out for free. And that's not lost on me. Um, so I hope that everybody had, you know, a little bit of a chance to peek under the hood and understand the business of this deal and how it came to be. And I wasn't there. I didn't live it. You did. I hope we did the story justice today. I think we did again. That's what I'm saying is if you, and maybe, uh, Marcus, if you're listening, you better, if we can find some clips of those Fox sports shows and just give it a, it, it, it's, it was, uh, especially for 2005, I thought it, uh, it wasn't radical, but it was a breath of fresh air. Maybe the good way to say it was that, I, I thought the industry, uh, uh, inhaled quite a bit. It was good stuff. Really, really a good show. Uh, I hope everybody checked it out and, uh, and had a chance to enjoy the story behind the story, as Jeff likes to say, of Fox sports Net. But in the meantime, Jeff, I got to get back to working on that thing. We haven't announced or talked about, but I think <laughs> by the time we're on the show next week, we'll be able to talk about it. And I think a lot of people are going to be talking about it and we don't have to, what about that? Come I can't even say it today. Conrad. I can't wait for me. You can go to Mexico and you're going to be, maybe you'll be like my manager at ringside. Here's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to me and you and Cody going and Cody sporting his gold medals that he's winning this weekend. I love it. And, and now, now we got something. Now we got something. Now we got something. shout out to codes. I hope everybody's pulling for him. Think about him this Friday. He's going to, uh, he's going to break some hearts and set some records. It's going to be a great thing. Right. He is. And, uh, I'm pumped. 
me and him are, are going to roll on over to gold's gym right now. Bro. I know every time he's there, I'm his friend on social media and he makes sure to post live footage of him training, not only for the special Olympics, but consider this fair warning. Effie, your ass is next. <laughs> Uh, and we'll see you guys next back next week, right here on my world. Can't wait to talk about TNA sacrifice 2007. So much good stuff. Stay tuned boys and girls, my world coming your way each and every Tuesday right here. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round together. It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.